Welcome to the Natural Hair Education Podcast, where we empower, educate, and embrace our essence through the love of natural hair. I am your host, Corinthian Carruthers II, and thank you for listening. I am a licensed beauty educator, licensed cosmetologist, and natural hair culturist. I am co-owner of Creative Hair School of Cosmetology and creator of Natural Hair Education, where I guide, teach, and coach beauty school students and professional stylists on their path towards mastering and increasing their value and income in natural hair care and braiding. On this platform, we will discuss real hair stories, break myths, and grow in self-love. Hey everyone, it's been a while since I've done a solo episode, so I'm so happy to be back to share with you some more natural hair tips and ways to keep our hair healthy, growing, and strong. (laughs) But let me just say that I have enjoyed the guests that I have had on the show, and I also have another great lineup around the corners. So you guys stay tuned, continue to listen and support the episode. I really appreciate you all. Today's episode will be dedicated to those that want to maintain a healthy scalp. So this is how to maintain a healthy scalp with me. So before we get into it, I want to just say that I'm in Michigan and around this time of year, our weather can get a little crazy. So we're at the end of summer, approaching fall. So one day we'll have 80 degree weather and the next day we're in the 60s. And our body and our hair can be affected by that. It just, that's just what it does. It can. And around this time of year, I see a lot of dry scalp. I get asked tons of questions about dry scalp, flaky scalp, and everything in between y'all. So today I want to cover some reasons why we can have dry scalp and things we can do both internally and externally to help. Now, before I get into dry scalp, I do want to let you know that there is a difference between dry scalp and dandruff. Yes, there's a difference. (laughs) Dry scalp is just what it sounds like, dry scalp, right? So if you have dry skin on any parts of your body, whether it be your arms, your face, your back, your shoulders, your knees, your elbows, whatever it is, if you have dry skin, then you more than likely may have dry scalp. Dandruff on the flip side is noticeably different. It can be scaly. It also sheds quickly. You know, you'll see it on your shoulders or when you comb your hair, you see it flying in front of your face. That's dandruff. And there are different types of dandruff. And to learn more about dandruff, because I'm not going to cover that on this episode, but to learn more about dandruff, visit my website, naturalhairedu.com forward slash blog. And check out my whole spiel there and break down on dandruff. You'll learn a lot. So let's get to it. What causes dry scalp, right? So our scalp is very similar to our skin again, and that it needs protection. Protection from the harsh winds, unseen elements in the air, the dry heat. Like seriously, our skin needs protection and so does our scalp. But I want to start with the basics and give you guys some reasons why your scalp can be dry or itchy. So before we start with the external factors, things that we can apply topically, let's go to the internal aspect and take a look on the inside and find out why our scalp can be dry and itchy. Okay, so I get the question, why is my scalp so dry? Why is so itchy? Why have all these flakes? When I get that question, the first thing I want to do is I want to 
ask them. I don't want to diagnose them or things like that. I can't do that. But what I do want to find out is what does it look like? How does it feel? Right? So I want to start using my senses. Okay. My ask them, what does it feel like? What does it look like? Are your flakes big? Can you see any flakes? Do you even have any flakes? And all that. Most of the times they do not have flakes. When they do not have flakes, I know that they have a dry scalp, right? So then I immediately ask them about their water intake. And here's the thing, y'all. If our bodies are dehydrated, more than likely your skin and scalp will be too. And then I'll ask them, okay, so how much water are you drinking on a daily basis? Mm, I may drink a water bottle a day or maybe two. Sometimes I'll get three water bottles in a day. And I'm like, oh my God, are you serious? (laughs) So... The first thing you need to do is increase water intake. Increase your water intake. Doing that can eventually take care of your dry scalp and benefit not just your scalp, but your whole body, right? Nine times out of 10, people want a quick fix. When they ask you a question, they want a result, right? They wanna know what they can do right now today that's gonna fix that issue or fix that problem. But here's the thing, there are no instant results, right? You plant the seed today, you don't get the flower tomorrow. There's a process and people don't want to always go through the process, but in order to minimize the issue or make it go away forever, you're going to have to start somewhere. So drink your water, right? If you don't know how much water to drink, take your body weight. If you weigh a hundred pounds divided by two, it gives you 50. That is the amount of water in ounces you should be drinking a day. Start there. Start to increase your water intake, get your body regulated hydrated and you know water does our body well okay it flushes out it hydrates it balances it cleans it does all those things and after a while of doing of drinking a lot of water you will begin to see how your scalp is is then well hydrated the the itchiness may go away the dry scalp is no longer dry and boom you have it so again it's not a quick fix you can't drink water one day and think tomorrow i'm going to have a well-balanced scalp No, it's an ongoing process. Okay, this brings me to the other reasons why your scalp could be dry. A lack of sebum production in the scalp. Sebum is basically a natural oil that our body produces, right? So each hair strand that you have has a follicle. And within that follicle, there is a lot of activity going on. And part of that is the production of sebum. And the sebum comes through that follicle. It moisturizes the scalp. It moisturizes the hair strand. It does all these great things for our hair. And when you are lacking sebum in the scalp or on the scalp, it is because you are lacking something internally. And that can be from not getting enough essential fatty acids. Yes, our bodies need healthy oils too. (laughs) And this can come from eating foods that is well equipped with essential fatty acids. You can get fatty acids or omega-3 through foods, foods such as salmon, uh, flaxseed, soybean, mackerels, chia seeds, seaweed, algae, um, sardines, shrimp. There's a whole list out there, guys. So make sure you're feeding your your body a well-balanced, I don't want to say diet, but nutrient-based. That way you are feeding your body all the things it needs to be healthy overall. So our body does need water and it needs healthy oils to keep it well balanced. And that will actually help with the sebum, the sebum production on our scalp 
It keeps our skin pliable, looking healthy, our scalp nourished, and it does a lot for the body, y'all. So make sure you guys are doing what it takes to keep the body healthy internally for external benefits. The next thing I want to get into is environment because a lot of people don't understand how living in different climates can actually have an effect on our body and our hair. And living in cold areas with harsh winds or extremely dry heat can also have a result on our hair. And sometimes that can be dry scalp. So living in environments where I am, Michigan, we have hard winters, y'all. I mean, the winters ain't no joke, okay? And we have to do things to protect our head, our scalp, and our skin. And to protect your hair or keep it well balanced in cold, harsh winds, you basically want to apply a natural oil, something that's going to keep it nice and healthy, nothing that's synthetic. And what I mean by synthetic, I mean fake. So I love um, oils like almond oil, um, grapeseed, jojoba oil, things that are very light and natural. I even love shea butter for cold, harsh winds and Oh, it's just amazing. I love shea butter and sometimes coconut oil. Things that are going to be light does not cause buildup and does not clog the pores. Another external factor is the products we use in y'all. Let's start with shampoos because there are a lot of people that do not understand the importance of the ingredients that are within your shampoos. Shampoos can be drying and our hair is already at a pH balance of 4.4 to 5.5, okay? And using products that are going to take your hair to a higher level such as seven or above, that's gonna cause your hair to become dry, okay? So shampoos that, that are high in surfactants or detergents, clarifying shampoos can sometimes strip the hair of its natural oils. So you wanna stick with shampoos that are balancing to the hair that are paraben free, sulfate free, things like that. And then, you know, even if you use a, a co-wash or conditioner wash, that can be beneficial to the scalp if you are living in those cold, cold harsh wind areas and you need to retain the moisture, <laughs> you can actually use co-wash conditioners and things like that to keep your hair nice and healthy. But back to the shampoos, there are shampoos that have, um, that are very harsh on the hair, believe it or not. A lot of the shampoos that are made for dandruff that are not natural, that includes ingredients such as uh, tar solutions, that can be very hard on the hair. It may solve certain issues when it comes to dandruff, but on the flip side, it's gonna have an adverse effect on the scalp and the hair. So be very mindful of that. Do your research on your products. Other factors that can cause our scalp to become dry are styling agents. Products like gel, hairsprays, beeswax well i shouldn't say beeswax but beeswax what beeswax does it is actually almost like a petroleum and it it covers the scalp it doesn't allow the scalp to breathe and when that happens a lot of other issues can happen which can cause some types some forms of dandruff and again i have all that broken down on my blog okay and there's another thing that i want to talk about that i don't think people address when it comes to hair conditions at all, and that is water, okay? The type of water that you use on your hair is very important. If you live in a city, sometimes the city have a lot of um, meadows and things like that inside the water, and that can have an effect on your hair, and also well water. Where I live, we have well water, and the water is so hard, y'all. Like, I 
try not to shampoo my hair or wash my hair in that water because it's so hard. But cleansing your hair in certain type of waters can not be as beneficial as if you were using more of a soft water. Be mindful of the water that, that you use, hard water, well water. It does have an effect on the hair and it can cause your hair to become dry and itchy. So what do we wanna do to keep our hair and our scalp healthy? Number one, you want to create a cleansing regimen. You wanna be mindful of the products that you use. You wanna use natural, possibly um, products that, that does not have high alkaline or detergents in it. So those will be products that are sulfate free, paraben free. If you're gonna use a shampoo with detergents, make sure it's a moisturizing shampoo because I do understand people love their suds and they love a good squeaky clean. And sometimes squeaky clean, depending on the product that you use, can be drying to the hair. So be mindful of your products. Make sure you are always using a conditioner on the hair. Show your scalp some attention, you know, do a light scalp massage here and there, do a deep conditioner, put a plastic cap on, sit under the dryer. These are ways that we show our body and our hair that we care, okay? Also, don't forget, drink your water, drink plenty of it, and don't just drink water when you know that your hair is getting dry or your scalp is getting dry or the winter is, is, is coming up on us. Make it a continuous effort, a daily effort to hydrate your body. You never know when your body's gonna need that extra moisture. Even if you're working out or you're sweating, you're always in the sun, our body needs water on a continual basis. And make sure you are eating a well-balanced, nutritious meal every single day, feeding your body the things it need to help it work and function properly. Remember, everything starts on the inside and it comes out on the outside. And finally, you wanna be very aware of the styling agents that you use to do your hair. So if you're using gels, check the alcohol content. Where does alcohol lie on the product line? Is it a hard holding gel? Can you supplement that or substitute that for something that's more natural like a mousse or a cream or a shea butter? Something that can actually give you that same look without the hard hold. And lastly, go through the process. Do what it takes to achieve a healthy scalp, um, healthy hair, and show yourself love. Be patient with yourself and be patient with the process. Nothing happens overnight. There are no instant results. There are no plant the seed one day, benefit the next day. You have to go through a process. And remember, your hair is gonna show you the same love and attention that you show it. So be gentle with yourself, be gentle with your hair, and do the things that you need to do now so that you can enjoy a head full of healthy hair later. Before I end the episode, I do want to talk to the individuals that wear wigs, protective styles, braids, crochets, because a lot of times we don't take the steps that we need to take to make sure that our scalp is healthy underneath those extensions. And if you know that you have an issue with your scalp, either being dry or having um, an amount of buildup or dandruff underneath those extensions, you want to take extra care. You may want to not wear your extensions as long as the next person because of the uh, because of your scalp condition. So when we're taking down, let's just say braids and crochets, anything to have our hair intertwined where we cannot comb it, 
when you have your hair braided up like that for an extended amount of time, what tends to happen is the dirt, the dandruff, the sediment, all that tends to cloud right around the base of that braid. And when you go to take down that hair, you will see that there is a lot of buildup at the base of the braid. Here's a tip. Instead of just combing it right out, you want to moisturize that dirt ball or that sediment and, you know, use either a conditioner or some water and you want to massage that dirt ball until it's very loose before you go to comb that out. That's going to preserve your hair. It's not going to yank it and pull it out. But most importantly, you do want to make sure you're using proper shampoos to properly clean and cleanse the hair after your takedowns of your extensions. You want to also be sure to focus on conditioning because your hair have been wound up. It's been covered. It hasn't been able to breathe, express, and do all the things that natural hair does. And so make sure that you're taking the steps it takes to keep your scalp and your hair healthy underneath those wigs, underneath those extensions. If you are wearing single braids and you do have an opportunity to shampoo your hair, use a clarifying or a clear shampoo. Never use anything that's moisturizing because it will cause moisture to attract to the braids, to the hair, and then that's what caused that major buildup. That's just a tip from me to you. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions that you want me to address, make sure you hit me up at Corinthian at naturalhairedu.com shoot me an email and again thank you all for listening to the podcast make sure you follow comment and share with one of your natural friends until then let's continue to empower educate and embrace our essence through the love of natural hair thank you for listening